When I was a child, my family would travel down to western Kentucky where my parents were born. And there's a backwards old town that's often remembered so many times that my memories are worn. And daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County down by the Green River where paradise lay? Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's cold train is all built away. Well, sometimes we travel right down the Green River to the abandoned old prison down by Avery Hill. Where the air smell like snakes, we'd shoot with our pistols. But empty pop bottles was all we would kill. And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay. Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled in the way. And the coal company came with the world's largest shovel And they tortured the timber and stripped all the land Well, they dug for their coal till the land was forsaken Then they rolled it all down as the progress of man And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled in a way. When I die, let my ashes float down the Green River. Let my soul roll on up to the Rochester Dam. I'll be halfway to heaven with paradise wings. Just five miles away from wherever I am And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's cold train has hauled it away Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, coming at Your Community Radio, live and local here in Southern Illinois, right here on WDDX 91.1 FM, the Our Community Radio for Southern Illinois. My name is True Song. I will be your host today. Uh, that was a John Prine song called Paradise. 
Um, we've also played that recently, too, but I wanted to play it again because of our top story, which involves the notorious Peabody Coal mentioned in the song. A, a company so, <laughs> company so gorgeous, they are immortalized in song, and yet they are still around and kicking after they're all chicks. And they're doing it locally here in Southern Illinois. Our first story, Road Blockade Halts Loggers on Violations at Mine Site. Mr. Peabody's coal train ain't hauling Rocky Branch away. Facing off with the world's largest coal company, Rocky Branch farmers, residents, and supporters fighting to protect their Shawnee Hills community against a violation-ridden and potentially devastating strip mine, set up a road blockade on Thursday morning. The action forced Peabody haulers to unload their equipment on the side of the road as state police attempted to verify their permit and road requirements. According to local residents, several Peabody hired trucks exceeded the road hauling tonnage and weight limits of uh, 10 tons. So as loggers attempted to enter the main site, residents peacefully assembled and blockaded the county road leading to the Rocky Branch Mine. They stretched yellow crime scene tape across the road and called on the state police to uphold the laws. Now, Peabody is operating with a DNR mining permit, but it has not yet obtained a proper EPA permit for the strip mine operation. And the, DNA, the DNR permit is also being contested as well, so uh, they're, they're on a little shaky ground here. It's going to be especially shaky if they start that blasting for the mine. Now, according to several witnesses, 75-year-old Rocky Branch farmer and pastor Alan Porter was threatened. Now, I saw a video of this on the news. You couldn't quite tell the audio because they were at a distance, but one of the people, you know, the pastor was standing there and the, the guy from the truck was just yelling and pointing his, his finger in his face. I couldn't tell what he was saying, but his, his posture was certainly threatening. So, getting pretty intense out there. They are maintaining a peaceful protest, though. We'll get you more updates as we can. We've got a little bit more here in this story, and we will definitely be tuned into this story to let you know how it goes. All right, more on this. Here we go. Out-of-state loggers are clear-cutting the forested Shawnee Hills, and they're posting warning explosives and use signs, even though the EPA permit for the mining hasn't been given yet. So there's some concern. I mean, as of last night, I don't think they've heard of any blasting yet, but there's a concern that if they're posting these warning signs saying blasting is going to happen, maybe they're planning on shortcutting the, the permit process from the EPA, too. So they do have the activists out there keeping an eye on the situation. And this does involve Rocky Branch residents and farmers in Saline County. They have testified and provided unaddressed documentation on permit errors at all of the public hearings against the mine proposal. So they've been sticking with it. They've been going to the hearings, doing the official routes, presenting their evidence as, as available. And so far have not been heard. But they're certainly being heard now as they, they stand in the way physically of the trucks. So the protests will include roadblocks as well as court challenges that are planned for today and for uh, coming weeks. Here's a quote from Iraqi branch resident Jennifer Dumbree. We are going to pursue every legal means that we can, but with the control the corporations have over the existing systems, it will be difficult, Rocky branch resident Jennifer Dumbree said. Which is why we need all the support possible from the Attorney General to citizens groups across the state and nation. The very fate of our community is now on the edge. And 
If you sign up for our newsletter, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, we can send you some of the uh, some of the audio for this. We'll have more on this in a moment. First, we will get back to a little bit of music here. We're back, and we have a special caller with us today. Uh, can you can you hear me, Or, and can we hear you? There we go. I now can we, hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can hear you. That was my bad. <laughs> I I forgot. We don't have a time change, and you had a time change. I apologize. Oh yeah, that's uh, all right. <laughs> Did you already do some of the new stories? Yeah, I've already started getting into the the top story about the Rocky Branch. Um, I don't know if you've read all of these yet, but they've started the uh, operations at Rocky Branch Strip Mine, so there have been protests shutting down the road there. Yeah, it's just like right locally, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's in southeastern Illinois. It's, it's not very far at all from our listening area. I mean, on a good day, it may include our listening area. I don't know quite how far we reach out to southeast Illinois. Well, it's, it's pretty amazing that they actually went ahead and just went in and just arbitrarily went to federal property without permission, essentially. Yeah. I mean, why aren't they being... I mean, if I went on private property without permission, I'd be arrested and in jail. Yeah, I guess Peabody operates by a different set of rules than the rest of us. Uh, I mean... If you're on trespassing on federal property, they just up directly throw you in jail and then you have to prove. Yeah, well, what they're trying to do is they, like, you know, they have very recently, this week, gotten a permit for some activity on the site, but they have not gotten the permit to mine. So what they're doing is they're doing as much as they can to prepare for the mining so that the moments they get to go ahead, or even sooner, <laughs> since they seem to be not fond of following the rules, they may start the blasting. Now, they've already put up signs saying they're going to blast, and they don't have the permission to blast. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what they think they are doing out there. But there are a group of citizens out there. Uh, yesterday, they went out there with caution tape and were blocking off the road that way. Um, we don't know yet what their plans are for today. We will be listening for updates. So far, I checked this morning, there haven't been any updates yet. But there are still citizens out there who are calling this into question and doing what they can to slow down the process while legal remedies are taken. Well, it just amazes me that citizens have to do this, that, you know, public officials aren't doing it. Here is someone violating the law, and nobody's trying to stop them except actual citizens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think so. You think people like the Attorney General, Lisa Madigan, 
people in the environmental offices here in southern Illinois, you think people who are actually paid to protect the environment here <laughs> would be taken Well, I was care. thinking more like, you know, police and, you know, um, forest officials who, yeah. you know, it's actually their job to protect it, not even the higher up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So. Well, how did the local people find out that they were doing it illegally? Um, well, they've been following the issue for the all. There've been people out there who've been following all the details of the issue for a long time, attending all the public hearings, and they had they they knew that. Well, at the time that they started activity out there, there was no permit for anything. Uh, so they they saw activity happening, and they knew there was no sort of permit for anything. So they went there to to monitor and to protest. And I have heard that they. At the very last minute, after activity started, they gave a, a cutting permit, but there's still no mining permit. Yeah. yeah. They definitely make sure they can at least slow down this process for more review. Did you hear that they actually halted fracking in Ohio because there's a bunch of earthquakes? Yeah, I did hear about that. That's uh, fracking began in uh, last month in eastern Ohio, and then um, on Monday, parts of the whole county started shaking, prompting state officials actually to shut down the operation. So they're actually, you know, stepping in and they're doing it because they're feeling that the fracking is responsible for earthquakes that have never happened before. I mean, they had four earthquakes with magnitudes as high as three. So, um, doesn't sound high compared to what you hear about earthquakes, you know, other places, but they don't have earthquakes there. So. Yeah. Uh, a quote from a state official named, quote, out of abundance of caution, we notified the only oil and gas operator in the area and ordered them to halt all operations until further assessment can take place, end quote. So, this, this, all this fracking is a big deal. Yeah. They're going in and tearing things up. Yeah, and fracking is also of local concern too because they haven't, um, I mean, they haven't started in force here yet, but they're trying to, so. We're keeping an eye on other regions such as Ohio to see how they respond. Well, I don't know about um, fracking per se, but I do know that on my house in Carbondale, um, on my insur homeowner's insurance policy, it says that they do not cover um, what they call mine collapse. Mm -hmm. So there's mines, you know, underneath Carbondale in the area, and if those mines collapse, my whole house could get swallowed and there's no insurance covers that. Yeah. So I noticed that exemption on my, and it, it, it would like double or almost triple, I think, my insurance if I actually added that to my policy. So. Yeah, it's starting to seem like fossil fuels and the fossil fuel boom that people are trying to start May not, in fact, be a good idea. I know that's going out on a limb, but there may be some issues with fracking and with the strip mine out the Rocky Branch. 
All right, well, here's another reason what some of the social ills of fracking, and then we'll, we'll get to some good stuff and some happenings, too. But quick one on this. When they were on the brink of collapse, fracking giant Chesapeake Energy slashed royalties to property owners. At the end of 2011, Chesapeake... Now, wait a second. Can they do that? I mean, legally, they signed an agreement with the, the landowners yeah. to provide royalty payments for allowing the company to drill for natural gas on the property. Yeah, they you signed... You can't just arbitrarily say, hey, sorry, I'm taking it back. Yeah, I mean, they signed the agreements. They, they, but what they've done is they found loopholes in, ter- in terms of fees and such. That they, they have to give royalties for taking off the, uh, the oil and natural gas, but they can dramatically and arbitrarily increase the fees so that basically you're getting nothing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, where are the numbers? Oh, the, the full article contained the numbers. There was one person who was, who was getting something like five, 5,000 a year and it went down to 500 a year um, because they started adding arbitrary fees. You know, they're getting the same amount of gas and the same amount of, uh, you know, about the same prices of the gas itself, but they astronomically raised the fees because they, they were broke and they didn't want to pay royalties to the farm owners. I mean, that just highlights, you know, one of the reasons people talk about the importance of the fracking boom is they say, oh, we need the economic benefits. Well, if, if they're not if they're not employing very many people, not employing local people, not paying the farmers for the use of the land, then who's getting the economic benefit? I mean, it's it's not anyone in in Ohio, and it's not anyone in Southern Illinois, it's not anyone in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's people at the corporate office. So it says here in lawsuits in state after state, private home landowners have won cases of choosing companies like Chesapeake, are stiffing them on royalties they were due. Federal investigators have repeatedly identified underpayments of royalties for drilling on federal land. So that's what, like literally federal investigators. I mean, I guess he's stiffing a landowner, but stiffing the federal government? Yeah, I mean, Chesapeake actually has one case where they were fined $765,000 for, quote, Normally, or willful submission of inaccurate information, end quote. Yeah. Now, that's probably a drop in the bucket, that much money. So they're like, okay, we'll just do legal things, make a lot of money, and then pay the fines afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, in some cases, the company just, like when that uh, company dropped all that oil in the river, mm-hmm. they just declared bankruptcy and they were done. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're not we're no longer a company. Yeah, they're like, oops, sorry, and the executives walk away with a golden parachute, and they're fine, but... Hey, this, this next story, this used to be my joke. I used to say, cruise control, that means you just put the car on cruise and call into the back and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one right here... Cruise control, this self-driving minivan will make your commute so much better. They're using lasers, sensors, a stereo camera, the car can drive, park, and charge itself as well. It's an electric minivan. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you like technology and smoothing in front of your co-workers, get ready for this. 
the steering wheel retracts into the dashboard if you don't want to drive, and the front seat swivels around so you can face your friends in the back seat. Now that's just scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't so know. Like you're driving down the road with your back to the road while the car is driving itself. I don't think I could handle that. That would be scarier than uh, roller coaster or yeah. It takes a lot of trust in that computer <laughs> making those decisions about which way you're going. <laughs> now, I, I don't think it's, it's not going to come anytime soon because so far there's no laws that allow self-driving cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like it might come sooner in, uh, where was this one? I believe this one was from France, actually. Um, it may come soon elsewhere, but not in the U.S. because, uh, at least in the U.S., there isn't any legal preparedness for this yet. There are one or two states where they have like the Google car test driving. It's got like a special permit to do that on the roads. So there is an unmanned, an unstaffed Google car that drives. <laughs> but, uh, it's... Man, what if they have to pay off to get permission to do that? Yeah. Well, I think I, they might still be at the stage where there's someone in the vehicle, but they're just not in control. The machine is in control. Okay, yeah. I, I can't imagine them to say, hey, Google, go for it. Yeah. You gave us, you know, half a trillion dollars. We'll just let you do it. Yeah. But they've been testing it a while now. So what they're planning, like, for this car, it looks like, and probably the Google car, too, is to eventually just have it on itself. <laughs> now, I've been in trains. Like, if you go to the airport now, there's nobody operating those trains. Those are fully automated. Yeah. You know, but they're on a track. I think there's a little difference there. Yeah. But I don't know. I <laughs> And it's electric too, so if you want to you can run it on clean energy instead of on fossil fuels. Oh, that totally makes it better for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that today is Popeye Day? Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Three point one four yeah, three point one four one five nine two six. That's as far as I remember it's high. Well, next year, you said 3.14 what? Yeah, 3.1415. So next year will be the the 3.1415. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that, the next number. So we're, we're one year away from that. <laughs> so the countdown will be till 3.1415. That'll be pretty exciting. And that'll be pi to the fifth power, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's Pi Day because it's 314. Yeah. So, it's National Potato Chip Day because that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Hot thing and potato chips, do they go together? Not really. Not really. I guess maybe they both taste. <laughs> All right, on Saturday, we got... Well, I should skip these days and go right there. Yeah, we're almost out of time to happen, so let's get to these happening. Also, it's an interesting thing. Although next Thursday is International Earth Day. Don't skip that. Yeah. So Carbondale Community Farmer's Market coming up on Saturday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Carbondale Community High School. We've got all sorts of food and local arts and crafts. Good stuff out there. Let's see. I skipped over it. Um, the weekly vigil... Saturday from noon until 1 p.m. at the Cottonville Town Square, corner of Illinois and Maine. 
Keeping it going strong. Coming up, let's see, we have a new event coming up on Thursday, next Thursday, Faith in the Environment. It's on Thursday at 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. This was a follow-up to the National Preaching on Climate Change. They're having a discussion about people's faith backgrounds and how that relates to their views on the environment. And Dale, I guess if you want to receive more information about the Illinois Department of Natural Resources notice of the <clears throat> illegal um, logging, or if you would like to receive um, a video about the logging, please um, join our newsletter, and I will be sending that right now to everybody who's already on our newsletter list. Yeah. We've got like about 75 people, I think, who receive this when I remember to send it. <laughs> yeah, so they might even get info we didn't get to on the air. Yeah, right now we've got like attachments, like the actual official notice of violation and then, you know, a video of the legal logging. So. Yeah. All right, and I thought I want to mention one or two of these phone numbers here, too. Um, the uh, Environment and Energy Office of the Illinois Attorney General. You can call 312-814-0660 and let them know your thoughts on what's going on at Rocky Branch. Also, the IDNR is 217-785-0075. And there's someone from the Rocky Branch demonstrators. You can call at 618-579-579. 4343 to find out more about what's going on out there. Good deal. I'll see you again on the radio next week. Yes, we will see you again next week on the radio. Meantime, enjoy the warmer weather we've got out there. And it's, it's getting nice out. You know, it might be a nice day for a trip out in southern Illinois. Just go visit Rocky Bend.